Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest is Sean Echi V from the band High Brazil out of Ventura, California. Today, they actually released the video for the song Tight Rope. Joining us tonight on the Bobcast is the bass player of that band. Sean, how are you doing this evening? Whoa, whoa, coming through from the 805 Ventura, California. To the, to the 610 in Plymouth Meeting, just outside Philadelphia. Sean, um, you've been playing with High Brazil for you know a few months here, but you've been playing bass, an instrument that we both shared together for a long time. So give me, give me a history of uh, how you came to be so acquainted with the four strings. You know, uh, back in the day, I used to skateboard and hang out with my homies, and I had a friend, Joe P, who used to listen to all those bass tapes, and he was all into lowriders and bass. And we go to his house, and he put in these bass tapes, and it just rattled the whole room. And we're like, oh, my God, I love the bass, man. I need to learn how to play bass someday. So then I had another friend. They called him Country Mike, and he's the type of guy you hang out. We're right here by the beach. He'd always have overalls on, long hair, looked like a surfer, and had an acoustic guitar. And uh, I'm like, man, you know, you should learn how to surf. You look like just like a surfer, bro. And I'm a, I'm a big 300-pound, look like a lineman. And I can surf real good. They call me the big kahuna. Nice. So he's like, well, you know, let's make a deal. He's like, you teach me how to surf, and I'll show you how to play the bass, you know, and then I can solo like crazy. So that's exactly what we did. I showed him how to surf, and he tore it up. And uh, he he made me buy an old uh, two-stick electric bass at the pawn shop. And uh, it took me forever to learn how to play. I'd get all frustrated, throw the bass down. And uh, he's a real patient dude. And I learned a couple bass lines, and uh, next thing you know, we're at his cousin's house, and his cousin shredded on the drums, and he shredded on the guitar, and I could barely play one bass line. And I mean, he's soloing like Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, and I'm over there just, you know, like, wow, this is amazing. So I kind of got hooked, you know, uh, just loving the bass frequency for one, and then having a patient teacher too. And then it just kind of blossomed from there. Once people hear you can play the bass, I was playing all over the place from street fairs, churches, this, that, the other. And uh, I love reggae music and hip hop. And uh, I got in a reggae band. And this, this guy could not sing, but he's a good businessman. Uh, GPP and the Hot Steppers. And we played blue owls, private parties. Just, you know, next thing you know, it's a, it's a second job. And I'm, I'm playing all kinds. So. Um, I you know just sl- slowly kept going from there. I-, I played with a lot of different reggae bands locally, and then uh, got in a-, a group with my friends, uh, Jenkins Drums. Uh, he makes makes his own drums and is another real athlete guy. Uh, kills the drums. Hooked up with him, and then we had our friend Choke on the harp, and uh, we've we've had a couple bands together. And High Brazil is just really really awesome style. Wyatt is an amazing lead singer, and uh, Nick it just has songs that he's been writing forever. Real, uh, just that's his passion is writing music. So the group together, it just feels unstoppable. 
Yeah, the new single, the video came out today for Tightrope. It's a great song. Let's go back to uh, something you touched upon uh, just a moment ago. Uh, for me, bass really came into play when I first heard reggae music, and you mentioned reggae as one of your main inspirations. Um, actually, today I was listening to uh, the Rocker soundtrack, and I remember oh, yeah. hearing it for the first time as a kid, and for me, like you know, that pulsating sound, that 808 deep, deep bass is something that you know I wanted to play as well. And I realized quickly yep. that like all of my favorite bands, really, the, it's the bass player's tone that drives it. But it's also the type of instrument that goes, um, I guess, unnoticed in a band. There's no, I mean, there's a couple bass players that come to mind. They've been on the cover of Rolling Stone, the guy from Rush, uh, a couple other bands. But you know what I mean. But right. see, when people realize when they can dance to your music, that's when they take notice and they come up to you and they're like, "Yeah, this is you know the best thing in the world. You've elevated my body to a." different you know level of thinking so uh yeah reggae uh, it's great inspiration um high brazil definitely it, it, i don't know how to describe the sound uh, we've had a wide on the show here it's you can't really call it surf rock you can call it pop rock it's just a new style of music you know uh, it, it, it draws from a lot of different elements um of of music i i definitely always try to bring the grooves and the groove oriented bass lines Nothing too fancy, just, you know, solid, sitting real fat and heavy, and uh, just nice and round. And uh, then we have the synth that kind of brings uh, a little modern, kind of dancey vibe. And uh, Jenkins on the drums, he just, he loves the rock. And uh, he, he's not cheesy, he's, he's, he's kind of unorthodox, and he's, you know, he's, he's not playing any certain style, he's just doing his own thing. And uh, that really... With my style of groove bass and him, him just rocking, doing his own athletic thing. Uh, then we also throw in the harp in the mix. And uh, if you don't know, uh, Choki Yotin Miraza, his dad actually makes the harps, and it's a Spanish-style 36-string harp from Veracruz, Mexico. And uh, we incorporate that with rock and different effects and everything, and that just throws a whole another element to the sound. And then you have Wyatt that has, uh, you know, people have said his voice sounds like this and sounds like that. Just, you know, all good singers. They're like, wow, you kind of sound like this guy. But the thing is, is he sings amazing. But to watch him live, he really goes into this kind of trance in his own, uh, like Jim Morrison or something. You know, he's a real showman guy. He just gets crazy on stage. And yeah, he's the, the Gypsy King of Southern California. The band High Brazil also... Um, Recently did a video uh, on the beach and somebody else was pounding the drums. It was Jeremy, uh, what's his last name? Plays. You can tell the Bobcast listeners who you met on the beach that day. Yeah, was, uh, we met Jeremy Piven on the beach. And he appeared and, in a music uh, video, right? Yeah, it was It was crazy. It was a complete coincidence that we, we met up with a friend of ours, Sean Flynn, that Wyatt's known for years. A uh, real nice guy, filmmaker. Um his mom just happens to be Jane Seymour. And uh, we go to his house down there, and he's like, yeah, man, you know, check out this crib, then check out this private beach down here, that's where we're gonna shoot. And uh, I was just like, wow, what, what are we getting into here? You know, it's kind of a last minute thing. And so we're hiking our drums, the drums and bass and equipment, like a half mile down the beach in Malibu on the sand, and uh, I'm like, oh man, I didn't know I was gonna be like working out today. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was like a long walk and uh, it was super hot. 
and we're we're walking past this guy doing yoga on his patio with this trainer guy, and they're listening to like '80s rock or something. And uh, Jenkins is like, "Dude, I think that's Jeremy Piven." And I was like, "Oh, really? Okay, cool." You know, I didn't I didn't really watch Entourage too much. And so we we go about doing our thing. We set up on this natural jetty, and we set up the drums. And we're rocking. We got the Dre beats out, and we're t- doing takes. And uh, it was really cool, man. The waves are breaking behind us, and I was like, "Wow, this this really could be awesome." And next thing you know, we turn around, and uh, Jeremy Piven's standing right there, looking at us, and he's like, "Wow, man, look at these drums," because they're they're actually multicolor almost like psychedelic made out of surfboard resin and fiberglass oh is that what uh, that is Uh, i've seen that on the instagram that's very interesting yeah yeah, man he makes them they're all handmade and uh you know he's a real artsy guy he makes them all different and uh one of a kind art pieces and the kit he actually has is you know just a couple different pieces and drums from different sets and you know uh so Jeremy goes, wow, let me check these things out. Let me play. Well, you know, you know, guys, I'm a drummer. And uh, we're like, no, no way. So check them out. He sits down and we push play. And we're like, dude, we're going to record you. And uh, he starts playing along with back and he's killing it. And uh, we're like, dude, we're, we're going to put you in the video. And he's like, ah, come on, guys. You know, usually I charge 100000 but no problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we're like laughing. And uh, he's like, dude, you know, come by my house and, and have a beer after you guys get done and I was like thank God because he lived right there and we could carry our stuff to his house and not have to truck it another mile down the beach but uh real nice guy we went back to his house and uh, he actually has the first floor of his house has a bar and a full music setup, and they have big parties right there and jam out and he has a band and he's actually invited us to come back and play one of his parties and uh you know, a lot of people, a lot of people know him from you know Entourage. But there was a film that he was in when I was a kid. Maybe you've seen it. This is you know needle in the haystack here, but it's called Judgment Night. Oh wow! You know, I, I haven't I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to write that it, down. It, and check it's it. before his his rise to fame. It's when he was just oh. an up and coming actor. That and PCU is a great movie where he has to repeat. I forget the, the plot of that. Something about having to put on a show to save like their dormitory or something. But yeah, um, interesting. Um, he approached us and, and, and he invited us back to his house. We had a beer with them, and uh, we actually took a photo with them. And he, he you know put it up on his site. And then of course all these uh, drum companies and cymbal companies and everybody's like, oh my god, that's an amazing photo because it was just an absolute perfect day on these this natural rock jetty with waves crashing behind us and uh sean flynn really put together a well thought out video you know wasn't a big production that cost tons of money but the outcome and the the video was amazing after this we shot on the beach we went up in the canyon and we did a shot with a naked unicorn model and that was just uh again this this girl meets us and really nice and uh, we go hiking a couple miles back in this canyon and I'm, I'm carrying a fog machine and <laughs> all this camera equipment and I'm like oh man you know uh, what we get ourselves into here and we we get in this canyon and this girl takes off her clothes and we're like oh my god and uh, 
that was the second half of the video shoot. And it, the thing is, is it's really tastefully done. But it got so you banned me, from YouTube because YouTube uh, doesn't, they, they don't yeah, believe they were, in the nipple. Free yeah, the nipple. They, they, were, they, were messing, they were messing with us, but uh, Sean, Sean Flynn's a real, you know, he knows what he's doing and he edited just perfect. And like I said, it's real tasteful, um, real classy. And uh, it was funny because I was, I was hair and makeup for one I was, uh, you know, Sean Flynn's walking backwards through the rocks and stuff, and I'm, I was, like, kind of spotting him because he's a big guy, too. And then she had to keep taking this unicorn mask off and on, and uh, it was, like, a real classy one, you know, not not when you get the Halloween store, like, this really elaborate unicorn mask, and I was tying, tying it on for her, and uh, it was just classic. It was a real classic scenario. And uh, we got the video, like, two days later, and we're just blown away with the the outcome the result was really cool yeah so, you can check it out online um what's the website that they could tune in listen to the songs check out the video you know the the best is just uh facebook um it's uh high dot brazil yeah also instagram we put everything i mean uh day-to-day shots we're always up to something um we were just in vegas over the weekend oh yeah tell and, me about uh, vegas what yeah, happened we ran into our friend Mike Mike Moe, who's a pro skater, and uh, he just won X Games gold for his street skating part, and he used one of our songs, Drive It Like You Stole It, and uh, we ran into him out there, and he has a new sunglass company called Glassy Sun Haters, and they're having a full skateboarding expo and uh, a pre-party at the Hard Rocks at uh, Rehab, and... Uh, Real cool guy, amazing skateboarder, and uh, his sunglass company's doing really good. And so uh, we just post pictures, you know, on the daily, a lot of times from practice as well. Like tonight we're about to go practice, and uh, we'll probably post a video or, um, you know, just a a 15-second clip of us jamming or working on a new song. So those are probably the best ways to keep up on us. Well, let's take a quick listen here to Tightrope by High Brazil on the Bobcast.
here with Sean Etchy V. Sean, you know, you strike me as a kind of like a wild child. You know, you're out there in Vegas. Did you, you know, anything crazy happened? Did you get shot? Did you get stabbed? Uh, yeah. Uh, the craziest thing that happened in Vegas this time was uh, we're chilling by the pool and I'm slamming beers and having a good time, feeling real great, you know, work hard, play harder. And I, uh, I slammed, I pounded a beer, crunched it, threw it down, and did a full uh, back flop with my hands out and arched my back. And I didn't even think about it, but uh, it was like six inches of water. And uh, it was it was a real dramatic video, slow-mo. I'm a big guy, and there's lots of movement. And, uh, you know, it was a really awesome video. You can check that out um, yeah, on maybe, my Instagram. Yeah, maybe we can put I a link to it here in the Bobcast. Yeah, it's classic. It probably went, it just went viral over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I saw it today. It is, I, I just saw the extended yeah, it, clip. It, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, the and extended the next, clip. The Dude, I had no I idea think. that you were falling into like six inches of water. In the video that's on Instagram, yeah. it appears that you're falling into like a pool. Yeah, no, no, it's like six inches of water. And uh, the next day we're chilling back there, you know, nursing the hangover and like, wow, what a night that was. And, uh, I'm like, Man, I can't believe I did that right here in six inches of water, and a lot of people are like, man, are you all right? <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm a big you know, I know how to fall in, in shallow pools. You did know? you get concussed? But, no, I'm, 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 I'm fine, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, growing up in the city, I, I've been stabbed over the years and had a lot of, a lot of incidents and different things, but Where I'm a lover, not a fighter. 
Yeah, yeah, you know. It's a, so it's so a tell me about Ventura, because I'm from Philly, right? Like, we're just outside. And we obviously yeah, no stories, big, but... You know what? Uh, the, Philly, the Philly connection right here is uh, Jenkins, our drummer, he's actually uh, born and raised. I think he, he lived in Philly till he was 13 and uh, 16. And we, we were just watching a video on Chris Cole, like a documentary on Chris Cole, who's from Philly. And... Uh, yeah, Philly's Philly's amazing. I've been to the East Coast, but uh, but I, I've never been to Philly, not yet. Well, um, I'll have to bring you guys out here for a show uh, yeah, sometime soon, perhaps. Yeah, for sure. But so wait, tell uh, me, Ventura, tell me, like, what is Ventura all about? I mean, like, is it like, um, say, for instance, I've been to um, Orland or Oakland? Excuse it, me. <laughs> you know, no, it's it's uh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful town, right? Right on the beach, lots of beach communities. Um, it's a little, there's a pier, nice beaches, there's islands, the, um, the national, you know, all the, the islands are right there, you can take boats out there, and then, um, the thing is, it's, a, it's an hour north of LA, and, you know, there's a bar, like any, any city, there's a bad side of town, and, um, there's, you know. Well, what happened to you? How did, how did a nice guy like you, Sean, get stabbed? Uh, you know, just out out having a this partying with friends and we're gonna walk to this this local spot to do karaoke and uh we walk outside of our 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 friend's house and these guys drive by and it looked like almost like an unmarked police car and uh, i'm grabbing stuff out of my van and my friend says hey man you guys are gonna do something and i'm like what i turn around what do you say to you i'm sorry sean what do you say i these guys are you know my friend my friend's like hey these guys these guys are up to no good they're gonna they're gonna do something, and I, I turn around, and sure enough, they they kind of drive and stop, drive and stop, and they, you know, I put my hands up like, what the, what, what are you guys up to, you know? And uh, they jump out and they both have knives, and they they're rushing us, and I was, you know, a couple friends are standing at the back of my van, so this guy, the driver, is running at me full speed with a knife straight out in front of them. Like he's gonna harpoon me. <laughs> My God. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, what the? And, and you know, you, you go from just having a great time with your friends to being under attack. Adrenaline, yeah. So, uh, so what'd you do? Did you? Uh, I, I, I think fast, and I, I, of course, was putting a couple beers in my pocket to uh, take the walk down to the karaoke spot. And so I just wind up like a pitcher and throw a beer right at this guy's <laughs> face and just blast him right in the eye. And he falls back, kind of stumbles a little bit. And uh, I was like, you know, thinking to myself, oh, piece of cake, I got this, no big deal. And uh, like I said, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but you got to be ready, man, when you're in the streets. It is true, And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to go down. And we definitely didn't expect this. And uh, so the guy, he falls back, and I run towards the the passenger, and he's running, and uh, he's wearing all black. And, I, you know, like I said, I used to play football. I'm like, I'm just going to football tackle this guy. And so I'm running full speed, about to tackle him. I look up, and I just see a big knife coming right down on me. Oh, my God. And, uh, yes, I block it. I block it with my forearm. Get sliced up. We collide. And he comes back around, and he just sticks me in the back. Just gets the whole knife. And uh, I was kind of like, like alarm went off in my head. Like, all right, you know. If you fall down, he's going to finish you off, you know? Just, you better, 
get away from this guy, run, and think about this for a second and <laughs> come up with a new plan. You know, your first plan didn't work. So I I run towards, towards my friend's house and uh, take my shirt off, wrap it around my arm, and uh, he went to go chase after my other friend, and they were doing the thing, like when you're a little kid, and they're chasing my friend around the van in circles, like kind of a cat and mouse thing. And uh, at that point, people have, have driven up, you know, a couple minutes later, the cops are on scene, and those guys just scrammed. But uh, you know, it's—I uh, was—I was okay. It was—it was kind of funny because, you know, being from a small town, you know, the police, you know, the firemen, you get into the hospital, and uh, you know, the girl—the girls you went to high school with—they're—they're <laughs> they're cutting my dickies off, and uh, a, a bottle of Jack Daniels falls on the ground, and just you know. Looking back, it wasn't funny at all, but there was funny, funny moments of the whole thing. Well, thank God you're all right, you know what I mean? Thank God you, you survived yeah, the attack, I'm you know? Yeah, I'm all right. And, uh, Everyone has a story I, like that. I, I've shared some here on the podcast of being attacked by people in the dark, in the middle of the night. But, um, yeah, an eye for an eye will make the world go blind, as Gandhi once said. Uh, Sean, uh, I saw some stuff on the Instagram where High Brazil played, I guess, like this venue in Hollywood that's like a, a porch. Yes. So what is that? Like, yeah. So like you guys set up on the porch in a neighborhood and you can play at 11 p.m. at night and nobody complains? You know, this is uh, right right on Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard. Um, What's the name of the joint? It's called the No Vacancy. And it's, it's like a 1920s hotel that they turned into a nightclub. That's great. And it's real classy, real well done. Um... They, they call it a speakeasy because you, you go up to the front and there's a there's a doorman and you stress you know 1920s and you go upstairs into this long hallway and you're like man what what this is this is odd you know it's like you're in a hotel and so you start trying all the doors and you try the last door you walk into this small room and there's this lady sitting there in lingerie and she's like welcome I'm, I'm the madam of the house. And she, you know, gives you the spiel, and you're still kind of like, what the hell? It's like an old 1920s hotel room. And then she hits the button, and the headboard goes up, and the bed slides out, and that's the walkway to get down into this club. Right out of the time period, super fancy. Um, that sounds so great. Set up. Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It sounds well like a, like a like a haunted mansion gig or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, you feel you feel like you're at Disneyland or something in some haunted mansion. Theatrics and, uh, during the live performance is always crucial, in my opinion. So that sounds. Is there? I guess people could check that out on, on Google or whatever. Hit it up in the search yeah. bar. No vacancy. Um, uh, when is um, the next uh, High Brazil show coming up? We are playing a local a local spot in town that just supports local artists and uh, pays real well and just really nice. Called uh, Bombay's. And they have an annual beach party where they set up in the parking lot. It's kind of an end of summer thing. And uh, they set up like the mechanical bull, multiple stages. And uh, we're, we're playing that. That's coming up here. Uh, I believe it's September 3rd or 4th. We've actually only played five gigs. So, you know, we're a new band. Um, we haven't played live too much. We've we practice all the time. We're recording. We have five songs recorded. We're getting ready to go back in the studio in two weeks and record seven more songs. And 
That's the, that's the way to do it here in the world. Uh, Sean, thanks for coming on the Bobcast. Uh, folks here listening can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, High Brazil. Definitely uh, go check out the video that dropped for Tightrope. Sean, once again, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Um, I wish you guys much success. I hope that you guys can make the way east sometime to do a live Bobcast show. We would love that. We would love that 100%, and I'm sure we'll be there soon. Excellent, Sean. Well, thanks again. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast.